Chapter 14 of The Ghost Ship and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Ghost Ship and Other Stories by Richard Middleton. Chapter 14 The Poet's Allegory. Part 1. The boy came into the town at six o'clock in the morning but the baker at the corner of the first street was up as in the way of bakers and when he saw the boy passing he hailed him with a jolly shout hello boy what are you after i'm going about my business the boy said pertly and what might that be young fella i might be a good tinker and worship god pan or i might grind scissors as sharp as the noses of bakers but as a matter of fact i'm a piper not a rat-catcher you understand but just a simple singer of sad songs and a mad singer of merry ones oh said the baker dully for he had hoped the boy was in search of work then i suppose you have a message i sing songs said the boy emphatically i don't run errands for any one save it be for the fairies well then you have to come and tell us that we're bad that our lives are corrupt and our homes sordid nowadays there's money in that if you can do it well your wit gets up too early in the morning for me baker said the boy i tell you i sing songs ay i know but there's something in them i hope perhaps you bring news they're not so popular as the other sort but still as long as it's bad news is it the flower that has changed his brains to dough or the heat of the oven that has made him like dead grass but you must have some news news it's a fine morning of summer and i saw a kingfisher across the water meadows coming along oh and there's a cuckoo back in the fir plantation singing with a may voice it must have been asleep all these months but my dear boy these things happen every day are there no battles or earthquakes or famines in the world has no man murdered his wife or robbed his neighbor is no one oppressed by tyrants or lied to by their officers the boy shrugged his shoulders i hope not he said but if it were so and i knew i should not tell you i don't want to make you unhappy but of what use are you then if it be not to rouse in us the discontent that is alone divine would you have me go fat and happy listening to your babble of kingfishers and cuckoos while my brothers and sisters in the world are starving the boy was silent for a moment i give my songs to the poor for nothing he said slowly certainly they are not much use to empty bellies but they are all i have to give and i take it since you speak so feelingly that you too do your best and these others these people who must be reminded hourly to throw their crusts out of window for the poor would you have me sing to them they must be told that life is evil and i find it good that men and women are wretched and i find them happy that food and cleanliness order and knowledge are the essence of content while i only ask for love 
would you have me lie to cheat mean folk out of their scraps the baker scratched his head in astonishment certainly you are very mad he said but you won't get much money in this town with that sort of talk you had better come in and have breakfast with me but why do you ask me said the boy in surprise well you have a decent honest sort of face although your tongue is disordered i had rather it had been because you liked my songs said the boy and he went in to breakfast with the baker part two over his breakfast the boy talked wisely on art as is the want of young singers and afterwards he went on his way down the street it's a great pity said the baker he seems a decent young chap he has nice eyes said the baker's wife as the boy passed down the street he frowned a little what is the matter with them he wondered they're pleasant people enough and yet they did not want to hear my songs presently he came to the tailor shop and as the tailor had sharper eyes than the baker he saw the pipe in the boy's pocket hello piper he called my legs are stiff come and sing us a song the boy looked up and saw the tailor sitting cross-legged in the open window of his shop what sort of song would you like he asked oh the latest replied the tailor we don't want any old songs here so the boy sung his new song of the kingfisher in the water meadow and the cuckoo who had overslept itself and what do you call that asked the tailor angrily when the boy had finished it's my new song but i don't think it's one of my best but in his heart the boy believed it was because he had only just made it i should hope it's your worst the tailor said rudely what sort of stuff is that to make a man happy to make a man happy echoed the boy his heart sinking within him if you have no news to give me why should i pay for your songs i want to hear about my neighbors about their lives and their wives and their sins there's the fat baker up the street they say he cheats the poor with light bread make me a song of that and i'll give you some breakfast or there's the magistrate at the top of the hill who made the girl drown herself last week that's a poetic subject what's all this said the boy disdainfully can't you make dirt enough for yourself you and your stuff about birds shouted the tailor you're a rank impostor that's what you are they say that you are the ninth part of a man but i find they have grossly exaggerated cried the boy in retort but he had a heavy heart as he made off along the street by noon he had interviewed the butcher the cobbler the milkman and the maker of candlesticks but they treated him no better than the tailor had done and as he was feeling tired he went and sat down under a tree i begin to think that the baker is the best of the lot of them he said to himself ruefully as he rolled his empty wallet between his fingers then as the folly of singers provides them in some measure with a philosophy he fell asleep part three when he woke it was late in the afternoon and the children fresh from school had come out to play in the dusk far and near across the town square the boy could hear their merry voices but he felt sad for his stomach had forgotten the baker's breakfast and he did not see where he was likely to get any supper so he pulled out his pipe and made a mournful song to himself of the dancing gnats 
and the bitter odor of the bonfires in the town folks gardens and the children drew near to hear him sing for they thought his song was pretty until their fathers drove them home saying that stuff has no educational value why haven't you a message they asked the boy i come to tell you that the grass is green beneath your feet and that the sky is blue over your heads oh but we know all that they answered do you do you screamed the boy do you think you could stop over your absurd labors if you knew how blue the sky is you would be out singing on the hills with me then who would do our work they said mocking him then who will want it done he retorted but it's ill arguing on an empty stomach but when they had tired of telling him what a fool he was and gone away the tailor's little daughter crept out of the shadows and patted him on the shoulder i say boy she whispered i've brought you some supper father doesn't know the boy blessed her and ate his supper while she watched him like his mother and when he had done she kissed him on the lips there boy she said you have nice golden hair the boy said see it shines in the dusk it strikes me it's the only gold i shall get in this town still it's nice don't you think the girl whispered in his ear she had her arms round his neck i love it the boy said joyfully and you like my songs don't you oh yes i like them very much but i like you better the boy put her off roughly you're as bad as the rest of them he said indignantly i tell you my songs are everything i am nothing but it was you who ate my supper boy said the girl the boy kissed her remorsefully but i wish you had liked me for my songs he sighed you are better than any silly songs as bad as the rest of them the boy said lazily but somehow pleasant the shadows flocked to their evening meeting in the square and overhead the stars shone out in a sky that was certainly exceedingly blue part four next morning they arrested the boy as a rogue and a vagabond and in the afternoon they brought him before the magistrate and what have you to say for yourself said the magistrate to the boy after the second policeman like a faithful echo had finished reading his notes well said the boy i may be a rogue and a vagabond indeed i think that i probably am but i would claim the license that has always been allowed to singers oh said the magistrate so you are one of those are you and what is your message i think if i could sing you a song or two i could explain myself better said the boy well replied the magistrate doubtfully you can try if you like but i warn you that i wrote songs myself when i was a boy so that i know something about them oh i'm glad of that said the boy and he sang his famous song of the grass that is so green and when he had finished the magistrate frowned i knew that before he said so then the boy sang his wonderful song of the sky that is so blue and when he had finished the magistrate scowled and what are we to learn from that he said 
so then the boy lost his temper and sang some naughty doggerel he had made up in his cell that morning he abused the town and townsmen but especially the townsmen he damned their morals their customs and their institutions he said that they had ugly faces raucous voices and that their bodies were unclean he said they were thieves and liars and murderers that they had no ear for music and no sense of humor oh he was bitter good god said the magistrate that's what i call real improving poetry why didn't you sing that first there might have been a miscarriage of justice then the baker the tailor the butcher the cobbler the milkman and the maker of candlesticks rose in court and said ah but we all knew there was something in him so the magistrate gave the boy a certificate that showed that he was a real singer and the tradesman gave him a purse of gold but the tailor's little daughter gave him one of her golden ringlets you won't forget boy will you she said oh no said the boy but i wish you had liked my songs presently when he had come a little way out of the town he put his hand in his wallet and drew out the magistrate's certificate and tore it in two and then he took out the gold pieces and threw them into the ditch and they were not half as bright as the buttercups but when he came to the ringlet he smiled at it and put it back yet she was as bad as the rest of them he thought with a sigh and he went across the world with his songs end of chapter fourteen recording by john brandon